Welcome to the Stop Sabotaging Your Success podcast, episode 62. I'm your host, Cindy Esslinger. This is the podcast focusing on what we can do today to take control of our careers and overcome the inevitable barriers to success that we encounter along the way. Workplace misery can take a heavy toll on us, leading to decreased job satisfaction, reduced productivity, and increased absenteeism. While some factors contributing to workplace misery are unique to each individual, many of these factors are rooted in the work environment itself, including toxic cultures, lack of support, and poor management. Additionally, job fit and mismatched skills and interests can play a significant role in causing us to be miserable at work. In this episode, we'll explore the root causes of what makes us miserable in the workplace and provide strategies to help you mitigate it as best you can and take effective action to prevent it from continuing to haunt you. One significant contributor to workplace misery is a toxic work environment. This type of work culture can foster negativity and stress among employees, leading to low morale, high turnover rates, and decreased productivity. A culture of fear where employees are afraid to speak up or make mistakes can be particularly harmful as it can lead to a lack of creativity and innovation. Similarly, a lack of support from colleagues and superiors can lead to a feeling of isolation and disconnection, further exacerbating the workplace misery many of us are experiencing. Poor management is another critical factor in making us unhappy at work. Managers who lack the necessary skills to lead effectively can create a negative work environment, leading to job dissatisfaction and high turnover rates. Micromanagement, a lack of clear communication, and unreasonable expectations can also contribute to this unpleasant environment. Another factor contributing to workplace misery is a poor job fit with mismatched strengths, interests, and skills. We've all run into people who are not well-suited for their jobs or who lack the necessary skills to perform their duties effectively, and this increases our stress and dissatisfaction as well as theirs. Similarly, those who are not passionate about their work may struggle to find fulfillment in their jobs, leading to burnout and exhaustion. Workload and stress can have a profound impact on how we feel about our work. Unreasonable workloads and high levels of stress, which are common in today's workplaces, can lead to burnout, exhaustion, and a host of other physical and mental health issues. Burnout and exhaustion can also have a negative impact on job satisfaction, productivity, and overall organizational performance. You'd think that it would be essential for organizations to recognize the signs of burnout and exhaustion by now and take steps to address the root causes of workplace misery, and yet that isn't what's happening. Burnout is a state of physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion that results from prolonged periods of stress. It is characterized by feelings of cynicism, detachment, and a sense of ineffectiveness. In recent years, burnout is synonymous with excessive workload demands, and while it seems to be more common among those in high-stress occupations such as healthcare, social work, and education, which have been frequently in the news, no industry is stress-free. And from my own experience, engineering and tech are definitely not low-stress jobs. Exhaustion, on the other hand, is a state of extreme physical and mental fatigue that results from an unrelenting, overloaded amount of work to be done and prolonged periods of stress. It can be caused by working long hours with insufficient rest, feeling your efforts have gone unappreciated, and a lack of work-life balance. 
Research shows that chronic exhaustion can lead to a host of physical and mental health problems, including depression, anxiety, and cardiovascular disease, just to name a few. The impact of workload and stress on individuals and organizations is significant. While it used to be considered a badge of honor to boast about the amount of stress you could handle, it's now common knowledge that burnout and exhaustion can lead to increased absenteeism, reduced productivity, and decreased job satisfaction. But the effects extend well beyond the workplace, into the personal lives of those affected. It can also lead to high turnover rates, low morale, and a negative work environment, which should also be of concern to most organizations who claim to value the employee experience. Improving the work environment is essential to fostering a positive culture and ensuring the well-being of employees. Here are five key things to look for in identifying how likely you are to be miserable at your job. Number one, addressing toxic behavior. Number two, promoting a positive culture. Number three, prioritizing work-life balance. Number four, providing opportunities for professional growth and development. And number five, leading by example. So back to number one, addressing toxic behavior. It's important to identify and address toxic behavior in the workplace, whether it's bullying, harassment, discrimination, or things like microaggressions that are harder to put your finger on. For the organization, this can involve creating clear policies and procedures for reporting and addressing these issues, providing training for employees and managers on respectful communication and behavior, and holding individuals accountable for their actions. But don't hold your breath waiting for that to make a difference. In many organizations, those policies and procedures already exist, and the training has been mandated. And yet that accountability piece seems to be missing for a variety of reasons. So if toxic behavior isn't being addressed, that's a big red flag. Number two, promoting a positive culture. That can be fostered by promoting open communication, collaboration, and a sense of belonging among employees. For the organization, this can involve creating opportunities for team building activities, recognizing and celebrating individual and team successes, and promoting a sense of purpose and mission within the organization. Generally, this needs to start at the top, but even within the same organization, the culture can vary depending on the person in charge of the team or department. So if your department isn't putting an emphasis on these types of things, that's another red flag to consider, as you might end up being miserable in the long run. Number three, prioritizing work-life balance. Encouraging having a life outside of work can help employees feel supported and valued, leading to higher job satisfaction and productivity. For the organization, this can involve providing flexible work arrangements, promoting self-care and stress management practices, and encouraging employees to take breaks and disconnect from work when needed. But even if these opportunities are available in your organization, you need to make use of that flexibility in order to reap the benefit. So first, explore what's available and then commit to incorporating that into your work life to improve your daily experience. If these things aren't available or prioritized, that's another red flag to be aware of. Number four, providing opportunities for professional growth and development. Offering these types of opportunities can help employees feel invested in their careers and motivated to succeed. For the organization, this can involve providing training and development programs, mentorship opportunities, and career advancement pathways. If there is no emphasis placed on professional development, you have to wonder whether your growth is considered important to them and where this job is leading long-term, which is another red flag to consider. The good news with this is your skills and expertise are portable, 
and any investment you make in yourself can be transferred to your next adventure, should you decide that in order to grow in development, you need to move on. And finally, number five, leading by example. Leaders and managers play a critical role in shaping the work environment. For the organization, this shows up as modeling positive behavior and communication, prioritizing employee well-being, and holding themselves and others accountable for their actions, enabling leaders to create a culture of respect, trust, and collaboration. But without strong leadership, you are rolling the dice with the type of work environment that will evolve over time, which can also be a red flag to consider in making your career decisions. Overall, creating a positive work environment requires ongoing effort and commitment from everyone in the organization, not just those at the top. By prioritizing employee well-being, fostering a sense of purpose and belonging, and addressing toxic behavior when it arises, organizations can create a culture that supports and empowers its employees and is less likely to make everyone miserable. A positive work environment can go a long way to contributing to an enjoyable work experience. But improving job fit is also important for finding greater job satisfaction and advancing your career. There are many things you can do to improve your job fit. Start by assessing your skills, interests, and values to identify what you enjoy doing and where you excel. This can help you identify potential career paths that align with your strengths and interests. Once you've identified those, look for areas where you may need to develop new skills or knowledge to excel in your chosen career path. This can involve taking courses or attending workshops, reading books or articles, or seeking out mentorship or coaching, which is something I highly recommend because having another perspective can help you see your blind spots. If you feel you've outgrown your current role, consider seeking out new opportunities, either within or outside of your organization, that align with your skills and interests. This can involve networking with peers and colleagues, attending industry events or conferences, or simply keeping an eye open for job postings that match your skills and career goals. I highly recommend keeping your resume current. Sometimes the best way to improve job fit is to try new things and take on new challenges. This can involve taking on new projects or assignments in addition to your current role, or seeking out opportunities to volunteer or work on side projects that align with your interests and skills. Depending on your career goals, further education or training may be necessary to advance your career. This can involve pursuing an additional degree or certification in your field, or taking courses to obtain credentials to develop specialized skills or knowledge. Improving job fit is an ongoing process that requires self-reflection, self-awareness, and a willingness to try new things. It's surprising to me how rare that combination is in today's world. By assessing your skills and interests, identifying areas for growth, seeking out new opportunities, and continuing to develop your skills and knowledge, you can find greater job satisfaction and significantly advance your career over time. Managing workload and stress is essential for maintaining mental and physical well-being in the workplace. Here are five strategies to consider for managing both your workload and stress level. Number one, prioritize and delegate tasks. Number two, set boundaries. Number three, practice self-care. Number four, seek support. And number five, address workplace misery. So back to number one, prioritize and delegate tasks. Start by ranking the things you need to do on their level of importance and urgency, and then delegate where possible. This can help you focus on the most important tasks and reduce that feeling of being overwhelmed by the minutia of the mundane. Number two, set boundaries. It's important to set boundaries around your work to avoid burnout. This can involve setting clear work hours, 
giving yourself permission to take breaks, and recognize the importance of disconnecting from work outside of work hours. Work will always be there, so take care of yourself so that you can be as productive as possible during the hours you do work. Number three, practice self-care. This is essential for managing stress and maintaining well-being. It can involve taking breaks throughout the day, getting enough sleep, eating a balanced diet, and engaging in physical activity and hobbies outside of work. This is far more doable when you set and hold your boundaries on reasonable work hours. Number four, seek support. Don't be afraid to ask for support from colleagues, supervisors, mental health professionals, or a career coach like me if you're feeling overwhelmed or experiencing high levels of stress. It's not a sign of weakness that things are getting to you. It's a sign that you care and doing a good job matters to you. And finally, number five, address workplace misery. If you are miserable at work, it's important to take action to address the issue rather than simply ignoring it. Unfortunately, you get more of what you tolerate, so that strategy rarely improves things. I recommend reaching out for coaching to explore your options. Keep in mind that this may mean being open to considering other job opportunities if necessary, and we all know that making a change is hard. By taking steps to manage your workload and address what doesn't feel right, you can maintain your well-being and find greater satisfaction in your work. Preventing workplace misery is essential for maintaining your overall well-being. There are many things you can do to prevent feeling miserable in the future. It's not inevitable. Before accepting a new job or taking on a new role within your organization, assess whether it aligns with your skills, interests, and values. This can help you avoid taking on a role that is being sold as a promotion or a step up that doesn't actually meet your needs and instead may actually lead you to feeling more miserable than before. Strong communication skills are essential for avoiding workplace misery. This can involve proactively communicating with colleagues and supervisors to set expectations, address issues when they arise, as well as providing and receiving valuable feedback. Many of us forget that this type of communication is actually a two-way street. Our bosses aren't the only ones able to set expectations, decide what's an issue, or provide feedback. Take responsibility for your career and proactively communicate your wants and needs. A supportive network of colleagues and mentors within your organization can help you navigate workplace challenges and avoid feeling miserable. In addition to this, I highly recommend expanding your network to include connections outside of your organization. This can involve seeking out mentors or coaches like me, building strong relationships with peers and colleagues venturing along different paths, and participating in networking opportunities like attending industry conferences and joining organizations of like-minded people. Rather than dwelling on problems, focus on being proactive in finding solutions to the workplace challenges you are experiencing. This can involve brainstorming solutions, collaborating with colleagues, and seeking out resources or support as needed. This is, again, where coaching can be very helpful. By assessing job fit, prioritizing communication, building a supportive network, and focusing on problem solving, you can prevent workplace misery and maintain a higher level of job satisfaction over time. Putting in the effort to create a fulfilling work life for yourself is essential for maintaining your job satisfaction and overall well-being. You spend the majority of your life working, so you might as well make it enjoyable. Here are five tips and strategies for creating a fulfilling work life. Number one, set career goals. Number two, prioritize continuous learning and development. Number three, consider your well-being in your career decisions. Number four, 
seek out mentorship and support. And number five, take ownership of your career. So back to number one, set career goals. Identify what you want to achieve in your career, whether it's a promotion, a new job, or developing new skills, and then use that information to help you decide whether the opportunities exist where you're at or whether you need to start looking around in order to get to where you want to go. Number two, prioritize continuous learning and development. This is essential for achieving your career goals and creating a fulfilling work life. This can involve seeking out training opportunities, attending conferences or workshops, or pursuing additional education. Remember that having to foot the bill for this development is actually an advantage because then you are free to choose whether to stay or go should something really exciting become available to you with the new skills you've acquired. Number three, consider your well-being in your career decisions. Evaluating job opportunities based on factors such as work hours, workload, and workplace culture is essential for maintaining work-life balance, overall well-being, and avoiding opportunities that are likely to lead to burnout or overwhelming stress. Knowing what's important to you can help you evaluate the opportunities available based on what actually matters most, or at least go in with your eyes open to what you might be likely to encounter. Number four, seek out mentorship and support. Seeking out mentors within your company, joining professional organizations or networking groups, or working with a career coach like me can help you achieve your career goals and create a more fulfilling work life. Your approach and your mindset can really make a difference in your experience. And finally, take ownership of your career. This is essential for creating a fulfilling work life. Your career will never be more important to anyone else than it is to you. So you need to be proactive about seeking out opportunities, taking on new challenges, and advocating for yourself within your organization. You have to be brave enough to take risks in order to get the rewards you're looking for. By setting career goals, prioritizing continuous learning and development, using your well-being as an important criteria for making career decisions, seeking out mentorship and support, and taking ownership of your career. You can create a fulfilling work life that aligns with your values and goals. You don't have to be miserable. You will be spending a lot of years working, so doing what you can to make it more enjoyable will certainly be worth the effort. And that's it for this episode of Stop Sabotaging Your Success. Remember to download your guide for surviving when you're miserable at cindyesliger.com slash podcast, episode 62. Thank you to our producer, Alex Hockhausen, and everyone at Astronomic Audio. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at cindyesliger. My email address is info at cindyesliger.com. And if you liked this show, please tell a friend, subscribe, rate, and review. Until next week, I'm Cindy Esliger. Thanks for joining me.